You're listening to a podcast from 702. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. It is 19 minutes now after 5. And let's talk about this tragic, this uh, just, it's a crazy story, just a really, really sad story of uh, the psychiatric patients who were transferred from Life Healthcare as a Demeni earlier on this year, who have died in the care of NGOs in which they were placed by the Gauteng Health Department. Now, uh, as you would have heard in our witness news a short while ago, uh, the department has now been accused of ignoring warnings regarding the relocation of psychiatric psychiatric patients following these fatalities. Let's talk to Dr. Mvoisa Talatala. He is president of the South African Society of Psychiatrists. Dr. Talatala, good to talk to you. Good, good afternoon to you and your listeners. Thank you. I'm also going to bring in the attorney at Section 27, Umunyana Rugege, shortly. But I want to start with you, Dr. Talatala. Firstly, your reaction when you heard the news. I mean, it, it came through yesterday after a question by the DA's Gauteng Shadow Health MSc, Jack Bloom, and the Gauteng Health MSc in an oral reply confirmed that 36 people have died. What was your reaction? Well, it's, it is shocking news to, 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 to myself and the society, and we do pass our condolences to the affected uh, families. But it is not uh, consequences that we did not anticipate. It was not unexpected that uh, such consequences would uh, would occur, especially when uh, the department chose to discharge so many patients at once to NGOs, um, we did expect it. Now, that is, that is just such a serious thing. So you're saying that it could have been avoided. None of this could have happened if the department had uh, listened to the warnings. Well, uh, you know, I'm not good. I can't say nothing will ever happen, but the, 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 the target could have been minimized. Uh, we did. Um, we became aware, for instance, of this uh, of this uh, possible discharge as a society around April May last year as a rumor, and we did write to the MEC and we listed our uh, our, our worries. We, we did tell her that uh, any kind of this kind of discharge will lead to unintended consequences. Well, unfortunately, the MEC never replied back to the Society of Psychiatrists. Even when she made the announcement in October, we did uh, write to her again and we asked for a, 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 a meeting where we, can, we could assist. And I must just say up, up front, Polani, uh, I am not speaking for life as a demeanor or that patient should be kept at life as a demeanor. I don't even know if they still want to have those patients. And secondly, I'm not for patients to be kept uh, institutionalized forever. We do want patients to be discharged, but the way the process that needs to be followed should be the one that will ensure the safety of the patients and better care for the patients. Let's pick up on exactly those two issues then. The issue was to introduce or at least to take to a different level uh, community-based mental health services in this country. So the argument by the department was that let, let us take these patients to their communities, let them be looked after there. As a concept, is there anything bad with that? No, not at all. It's, not a, it's, not a, it's actually part of the government policy that we should uh, develop community-based mental health care. But um, what is puzzling is that um, th- there's a lot of patients that need that care in the community, in the, uh, our acute units at Helen Joseph, Charlotte Maslager, and Paragonite Hospital, and at Stekfondine. So there's a whole lot of uh, levels where we could have started um, implementing that policy. We could not, I, I would not agree with us starting 
with a more severely ill patients and then taking them to a community-based mental health care service that has not yet been established because we have not yet established the, that community-based uh, mental health care. Um, what makes it worse in this situation is the, the volume that gets discharged at once. Um, I mean, these patients have been discharged between March and, and, and today, over 2,000 patients discharged. That would mean that an injury could receive as an up to 50 patients in one day so many errors will be made by the discharging facility and by the receiving facility if you discharge uh, patients in such huge numbers at once. Remembering that these patients, some of them, when I used to work, for instance, at Safe Garden, where I worked for many years, would be patients that the NGOs would have rejected, would have refused to take them under all circumstances. So um, I think the manner in which it was done was too rushed, and they, we have not yet developed a proper service that will be able to receive those patients in the community. So the NGOs took these patients even though they didn't have the capacity to deal with them? Well, the, 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 in the media, the government said, uh, the department said that they had uh, capacity to deal with them, but my experience, um, I would dispute that. I do not think that they had capacity to deal with them. But beyond my experience, we know that if you want to have the NGOs be able to take care of these patients. The NGOs must be well established. They must be part of the community psychiatry of that area. They must get support from a local clinic. There must be psychologists and occupational therapists in the clinic that can op- offer support to the to the NGO. The NGO itself must have uh, care workers that are trained, that are not overworked. You cannot expect care workers to receive 20, 20 patients in one day when are they going to familiarize themselves with those, um, with those patients. Uh, there's big things like medications and the support that I'm talking about, but there's also uh, little things. Running. If you've been looking after patients with mental sedation in a, in a facility, they've gone used to the carers of that facility. They get looked after so that they don't spend too much time in the sun. They've got blankets, just little things they drink, they eat. So if you are a new NGO that has not looked after those kind of patients, you will struggle. You'll need a little bit of training before you can accept uh, big numbers. Maybe few numbers, two, three at a time. Hmm. Which then brings us to uh, the causes of death. And I know that uh, on the John Robbie show, the MEC was saying, let's wait for the post-mortem results, which is fair. But just out of your own experiences, what, what would have been the causes of death here? Well, I think it is fair. I agree with the MEC to wait for 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 the postmortem, but I, I think we should already starting with what we call differential diagnosis. If you've got two thousand patients, uh, psychiatric patients that die, thirty six of them die in about a six months period after they've been discharged. We should start thinking about possibilities. I don't want to say maybe they were poisoned or something like that, but there is a possibility that patients. Um, died because of a lesser standard of care, even from the little things that I've mentioned, hydration, food, and so forth. But also, if we've had reports of overcrowding, so if there's overcrowding in the facility, they're sleeping in small garages, 20, 20, 23 of them, then the patients are likely to have infectious diseases spreading amongst amongst them. Hmm. So it could be big things, but it could also be legal things, but the post-mortems will, 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 com- will confirm for us. All right. Uh, Dr. Tala, Tala, please just hold the line. Let me just n- turn to Umunyana Rugege of Atten- uh, Attorney at Section 27. Good to talk to you, Umunyana. Hi, Kolani, and hi to the listeners. Thank you very much. So, Dr. Talatala is talking to us about a letter that they wrote as the, the, the South African Society of Psychiatrists in June last year, another one in October. But also there was an interdict in around December last year, and as Section 27, you were involved. 
Yes, that's right. Section 27 were the attorneys for a number of organizations, including SASOP, um, as well as the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, South African Federation for Mental Health, and a group of family members as well. So what happened there? So in that uh, case, we went to court because we were very concerned about the lack of a, uh, an open and transparent plan for these patients so that when they are moved that we know exactly um, where they are going to, that the proper medication has been given to them, that proper medical plans have been given to each patient and that they will receive the same level of care. Um, that they that they had been accustomed to receiving at the life Isidimani facilities. Um, that legal process ended in a settlement between the organizations and the Gauteng Department of Health in which the agreement was that in fact all the parties were very much concerned about the rights of these patients mm. and that they had a right to, to health care services that is constitutionally guaranteed and that the department had certain obligations in that respect. All right. And so what we agreed was that there must be the same level of care and not a lesser standard of care um, where people are receiving health care services once they're moved out of these. Omnyana, I'm completely out of time, but I just want to ask you this one final question. 36 patients have died. What are you going to do next? Look, this is very concerning to us and to everybody who is involved in this. We obviously have to get the, the correct details in terms of the causes of death, but the fact that 36 people have died within a short period of time as, a, as after the move from life is many causes great concern to us about the quality of healthcare services, which is the crux of what we were arguing in December last year, that that had to be maintained because people's rights cannot be violated okay. in this respect. All right. Umunyana Rugeng, uh, an attorney at Section 27, together with Dr. Mvuisa Talatala, president of the SA Society of Psychiatrists.